GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. It's 11.59 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> And welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for a while. So tonight is Tuesday. Each night we have a different topic, and on Tuesdays it's 2A. So let's dig in. We've got some notes in the description of this video so we can get right to it. Each week we feature a different state. Tonight it's Alabama, I believe how it's pronounced, and... Uh, we try to feature a different organization and a different activist. So you get to pick the activist and the organization. And then, oh, snap. I do need to get a poll going here, don't I? Because you also got to pick what the uh, stuff is for next week. So let me get a poll going here. I get, that means I got to do some other stuff while I'm in the middle of all this. So... Why don't we listen to Stephanie over at the Machine Gun Nest for a second while I get the poll set up? So right now, there's a lot of talk about what's happening regarding gun control in the Senate. So you may or may not heard, but 10 senators have officially abandoned ship with all conservatism and joined the Democrats and what they're calling a great bipartisan effort to enact some gun control. So what's in this package? We are going to break it down. So some of the reforms that they're proposing are including red flag laws. So these red flag laws are essentially a way for somebody to uh, arbitrarily tell on somebody else and have their Second Amendment right revoked. Now, this law is put forth in place with the best of intentions, but again, its implementation is not going to lead to any positive results and are just going to result in infringement. Essentially, they're criminalizing somebody 
based on something that hasn't actually happened yet. This has been impossible to pass on a federal level because it is unconstitutional and it would never hold water in front of a federal judge or somebody from the Supreme Court. So we don't see that this is going to actually pass as part of this package. This is just an effort to uh, empower the states to enact their own red flag laws, which is a possibility. So if you live in a state where that might happen, be aware and we're going to keep you updated as we see those kinds of things popping up. Next, the next part of the package here is bolstering for mental health issues. All right, that's switched over. I'm not going to run our, their whole video, but that's uh, the machine gun nest. You can get an idea of how effectively in five minutes they get the information across about the uh, situation on the Seventy nine ten, the Protecting Our Kids Act, and HR twenty three seventy seven, which is the other one, uh, red flag, blah blah blah. All right, so definitely recommend checking out Machine Gun Nest. Period, but also checking out that video. Uh, they're a cool gun shop. They definitely do these awesome updates, and this is a good one on topic. All right, I was able to now switch out my. YouTube channel. So that gives me the power to go in here. Why is my internet so bad right now? I've got every other machine off. There's nothing using my internet but this. Maybe I should have restarted my computer after doing some podcast stuff this afternoon. All right, let's get a poll going here. The questions on the poll will be, what state should we focus on next week? So if you're listening to this in the podcast version, we're out there on all the different podcast platforms at this point, so welcome. Uh, but if you're listening in the podcast, you can definitely leave a suggestion in the comments. However, the people that are here live are the people that vote on what state we're going to be checking out next week. So how did I have so many in here? So I guess we're going with Idaho. Oh, because I have Idaho in here twice. That's why. So we're going to go with Massachusetts, Idaho, Arizona, or New York. That's why they say New York. Uh, there's not that many people here tonight. I think it's just Makojo. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Nobody knows who that is. Um, it's just this one person and Woods, another person. And if you guys want to vote, feel free. Now, let's get back to the description of this video. So you can call your senator. It's probably a good time to do so. We have plenty of things happening right now. Uh, one thing to talk to them about would be that H.R. 7910 mentioned earlier. They're protecting our Kids Act, a poorly named uh garbage of uh, legislation. So uh, the other one would be voicing your opinion about HR 2377, the federal extreme risk protection orders, or the victimized bunch of people, uh, knee-jerk reaction, bad legislation. And then uh, we've got the confirmation for ATF I probably should put ATF confirmation in here, but the confirmation for head of the ATF, Steve Dittleberger, and that guy is being voted on Thursday at 9 a.m. So that's, um, uh, that's what I'd recommend is uh, talking to a senator 
uh, before Thursday at 9 a.m. about those three issues. Now, uh, I was just watching Stephanie from the Machine Gun Nest, and she said in her video that one call and are you looking at a cricket? If you look at a cricket, I want you to get up and kill that cricket. That would be okay. She likes playing with bugs, but she needs to start killing crickets. Um, so call and, oh, she was saying that one call is worth 10 uh, people. Uh, so voice in your opinion. Uh, let's take a look over on our channel. Uh, we're going to be looking at this one here in a second, but we're going to go back over to our channel, the big channel. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's fine. And then we're going to go to the community tab and go down here. See, there's what we're going to be taking a look at for a second. But I've been asking this question two days in a row now. Well, not two days, twice in every couple of days here. Are you urging folks to contact your U.S. senators? And then I offered the information about them and the name of these two stupid acts that they're trying to pass. So we've got 79 people voting the other day, four days ago. I won't tell us what date, but it was four days ago. That would have been one, one two, three, maybe Friday or Saturday. Probably did on free patch Friday. So this was Friday before the weekend. Are you contacting your senators? 49% of those 80 people, so 50, 40 people said, yeah, I'm contacting my senators. A couple of people, just a couple, if they, I don't know how to do the math on this, 3% said, yes, I called, but if other people don't, it's not my problem. And then, then at 9% said, eh, I might call, but I'm too busy. I'm glad other people are doing it, though. That's great. Then uh, we got 11 people going for, I think, calling is a waste of time. So I set these out. And then 28% of the people, the second highest number, I think it's all rigged, so I'm sitting these things out. So looks like about 39, no, yeah, 39-40% of the folks voting were voting for, since it doesn't work, I don't participate. Right, that's super awesome. So now you come up to today, or yesterday, I guess, 44% voting for, there you go, voting for, yes, I have called, 44%, 28% still think it's rigged. That's interesting. 28% still think it's rigged. Nine and an 11. So both of these have gone up and this one has gone down. So, uh, 68 people voting, pretty close to the same number of people. It's possible that same people are voting. Uh, maybe. It's hard to say. It's not like I get that many people voting on these things. But uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. So you got about half the people that don't participate for different reasons. And then use the fact that they don't win to justify not participating, I suspect. So that's fun. you got a self-fulfilling self situation going on there and they can never be wrong because if you don't do nothing then you didn't participate and therefore you don't have to worry about you don't have to agree with the rules well there's probably other ways to justify it all right so uh plus that's just the people that read my thing and after people that read stuff on youtube are petty and they're just doing it to watch what people do they don't like right so it's not like that's a 
fair poll with impartial people because it's a bunch of people that just watch stuff because they don't like stuff, which, you know, it happens. Uh, let's see. So what's going on over here? Oh, so I was asking folks about, uh, well, first you can vote on the state. So you don't have to say, I guess some people are saying with state because they're so happy about it. But you are voting on which uh, um, organization we'll be talking about tonight and which Second Amendment activist we'll be talking about tonight. You can just type that in because there's not going to be a poll on it. You don't have to type it in. So far, though, Massachusetts is the one that's winning for what state we'll be featuring next week. All right, let's go down the list here. So we have the senators and the uh, controversial suggestion to encourage others to call, because there's a lot of people that would adamantly suggest that you don't. They're going to really get upset if you do participate because it's so futile to participate. So that's it's a highly controversial position to take to encourage you to call your representatives and utilize the system, even if you don't win immediately. Uh, let's see, it's 2A Tuesday. We will focus on a different state each week. That's what we're doing right now. Go check out Every Second Matters. Check it out now before it's different. And then we get to Thursday, 9 a.m., metric standard time. That's the easternmost standard of times is when Stephen Diddleberger will be uh, voted or not voted. So uh, participate or not, one phone call worth 10 people. 10 people not voting worth how many people? Question mark, you know, what is 10 people not participating equal? Uh, is it some sort of inverse number to the people on the other side that do call or get paid to call? Uh, let's see, so then we get, what is the, you know what the answer is there? When you don't participate, they use those poll numbers and go 97% of gun owners think this is awesome. Um, what is the bipartisan gun control package? That's one we just worked off of earlier. Oops, that's a bad picture. One we worked off earlier. Oh, let's see more. So then, well, can't find a good thing. That's close enough to a good picture. Where Stephanie was doing this five-minute video that fairly succinctly describes everything. Now you can go, what would you say the gambit is? What would you say the range of fluctuation in coverage of the bipartisan gun control package speculation has been? Since we know there is no actual gun control package, there's speculation and there's some leaked, eluded information suggesting that people are talking about perhaps getting something together, maybe. And then is anybody paying attention to the coverage? Um, or are people just so used to getting fed the coverage that it's not being retained? It's just sounding like background music. Is it elevator music or is it what you tune into? All right, so uh, next up would be a future video tomorrow. Uh, Sand Hills will be on uh, with a topic of the gun lobby, fact or fiction. So if we were to jump over to his video tomorrow, it's earlier than this. I don't remember what time it's on. 6 p.m. my time, so that makes it 9 p.m. metric. Uh, we keep hearing the anti-gun crowd talk about this seemingly all-powerful gun lobby, but who is it? Why are they so powerful? 
Does it even really exist? Of course, we know the gun lobby and the big national group to which they always refer doesn't have the power it's made out to have. The real gun lobby is the 100 million plus American voters who own firearms. Let's talk about how powerful it is when ordinary people like you and me talk to our lawmakers ugh, and how by rolling up our sleeves and working together, those limit, there's no limit on what the actual gun lobby can accomplish. Interesting. So I'm going to highly recommend you check that one out. Of all the shows that are on during the week, this one's typically least reactive and excitable. So even though they do tend to react and get excited about stuff that I don't, fewer than, less than some of the shows that are out there that either make their living off of getting everybody all upset and forget the past, forget how their tactics have worked, forget the rest of the scenario that we're having this competition, this, this uh, debate in. Instead, let's just worry about the words they're saying and, and get all upset and get hyped up about it. So hopefully this will be a, a more uh, a conversation focused on what's important over what's being considered urgent right now. Let us know. I'll try to watch that one. Uh, let's see. Then we have the testimony of Lucretia Hughes-Klukin. I don't know how to say her last name. And she had uh, testified to the House Committee on Oversight and Reform, I guess is the name of that committee. I'll tell you what, there are a bunch of jerks on that committee. So on the 8th, there was um, coverage from the PBS and on CNN, a couple other channels, live coverage of the testimonies. The antis, the anti-rights folks brought in victims, little kids, victims of the situation and the murders in Texas you know, recently and had them explain or uh, describe the horrible stuff that happened to them. And those little children did recount their ter their trauma. And then parents with loss also had to recount their trauma. I understand they're trying to get across how horrible it is. However, they're looking at the horrible consequences of a lot of issues. And of course, they're focusing on one unconfirmed, non-agreed upon potential issue, which is the possession of firearms, as opposed to the results and the potential uh, things to look at, which have been uh, found in many investigations since 2013. So the committee of uh, Congress people from the House of Representatives, I, I say, did a bunch of theater. They created this, this uh, time for the uh, testimonials to be heard. And they invited in three testimonials from the pro-rights, pro-civil rights, pro-non-government uh, infringement side. And those were Lucretia, that was, that was uh, Amy uh, Swearer, and, and from Kansas, no, from New Jersey, Teresa Inneker. I think it was New Jersey's Teresa Inneker. And Teresa's testimony was never broadcast, and so therefore no one has a recording of it. Uh, uh, Patriot in the Dark posted 
Kim or Amy Swearer's testimony and some of the questions, I believe, on his channel. And Patriot also sent me, oh, and then he also posted, um, or no, he's going to post, I think, Lucretia's testimony. It's posted, her testimony, though, is pretty awesome, and it's posted on the DC Project YouTube channel. So Lucretia is a member of the DC Project, and she has a horrible story. Her son was murdered, and instead of anything else, she's, she's uh, petitioning people to be aware of self-defense, and it's her right to defend herself shouldn't be um, diminished based on other people's issues or fears. And she has a really good six-page um, testimonial that they posted on the DC Project website and Patriot sent it over. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. But if you want to use it for anything, uh, having the text of it is kind of nice. And there's a link to it in the description of the video. All right, so next we get uh, people's opinion of gun owners' rights groups each month. All right, so if we go back over to our U big YouTube channel and go to the community tab, uh, every month now I'll go through and ask uh, with the poll feature of YouTube what people's favorite Second Amendment or which one gun owners' rights group is doing the best this year. Not in general or all time, but this year. And I take those results periodically and put them into a form. So that's what they look like when they come in, these YouTube polls. Gun Owners of America pegs it every time. FPC and SAF, the Second Amendment Foundation, and the Firearms Policy Coalition are the two that fluctuate. I guess technically NRA fluctuates a little bit, but it's barely on the radar. So in this chart, the blue one is Gun Owners of America. And you can see that when Gun Owners of America loses, it's usually FPC that takes the uh, numbers that GOA loses. Every once in a while, um, Second Amendment Foundation will get more awareness or more votes. And then uh, the NRA pretty much does a pretty good job of just having occasional votes in there. And then, of course, uh, people will vote for our fifth option or I guess a fourth option, fifth option. And that would be um, fill in the blank. And usually people pick a area, an organization that you know covers an area of interest or a state level organization. Anyway, I figure I'd put that in here and uh, we'll be soon taking a look at the number of a uh, number of dollars each of the organizations brings in. That'll be one of the projects that's coming up here. All right, coming up after that would be one of Clover's videos. Did I put it back over here? Yeah, Clover did a video last week, four days ago now, I guess, uh, where he's sucking up to all the gun owners' rights groups, trying to get a bunch of views. So, uh, you know, be, getting some of that, tasting some of that 2A money. So he posted a video and it's got a hundred and something views. So uh, how many days is that? It's about four days old. And oh, I didn't even thumb it up. Oh, it's good about this channel. So uh, 156 views, 26 thumbs up. And he pretty much just lists it's a bunch of different organizations. I'm a big fan of doing that. And 
if you're interested, uh, check it out and share it around. By sharing that one video around, you're actually sharing links to, what, a dozen different organizations there. All right, I think, oops, I think that's everything that uh, we were going to take a look at as far as Second Amendment stuff that has more to do with this week than anything else. But uh, again, people that are showing up live tonight are picking in the poll what state we're going to look at. It looks like Massachusetts is in the lead with Arizona coming in distant second. Idaho and New York can suck it because they're not even hardly getting votes. And in the text chat, feel free to leave a comment with the organization that you would recommend that we take a look at today or the activist. So while y'all are picking the organization and the activist, I am going to grab my book over here that's falling apart and we are going to go on a field trip. So if you didn't get your parents' permission slips, you're going to have to stay here and do homework. But everybody else can uh, get in the van. And we're going to uh, head over here. Boom. Oh, got to do this. There. And we're going to take a look at this misprint of the 50 States of 2A book that we made back in 2020. And the idea is to have information about each of our states, one page per state. And the thing is, I printed this one poorly. So as you can see, half the pages are upside down and they flip weird when you do that. So it's just a crazy, crazy, crazy book right now. So I'm trying to going to find Alabama in here. I guess we haven't done Alabama yet. Oh, here's Arizona, Alabama. Look at that. Um, I don't know why I have Beth Alcazar is Alabama. Is she Alabama or is she Texas? Maybe she is Alabama, and I keep thinking she's Texas. I can't ever remember, because I think USCCA is in Texas. No, they're not even in Texas. I don't know why I keep doing that. But anyway, uh, we got a bunch of information here about Alabama, and we'll dig into it while we're doing this. Y'all can come up with – see, you all are over there, so I'm looking right over here. Come up with the uh, state No, for next week. You can vote on that. And uh, the, or the activist and the organization that we'll look at today. All right, starting with the top of the page, we've got the Alabama was the 22nd state in the Union, and they were admitted December 14th of 1819. There's their flag, and the state looks weird. And then uh, it says every citizen has a right to keep, wait, every citizen has a right to bear arms in defense of himself and the state. So all but nine of the states have a state constitution, and no, I should say all but nine of the states have a portion of their state constitution that is uh, equivalent of the Second Amendment. For Alabama, it is Article 1, Section 26. So it's not quite the Second Amendment, it's the 26th Amendment, maybe. Uh, but in Alabama, it says that every citizen has the right to bear arms in defense of himself and the state. So it's very sexist. Girls don't have the right, but whatever. Uh, then we can go into some of the information about the state. We've got open carry without a permit. Concealed carry has been shall issue since 2013. 755,000 permits last time. Well, as of the printing of the book, 755,000. That's actually quite a bit on one of these pages. And I probably will not be able to. Oh, 
There we go. Uh, uh, this said 755,000 permits. This is a list of all the different permits by state. So starting with zero in Hawaii, District of Columbia, like 100. You get down to Vermont with none because they don't issue them. Florida with the most at 1,700,000. Alabama is right there. So they're number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seventh place with 755,000. So that's way more than Utah. They smoke Ohio, Michigan, North Carolina, Tennessee. In fact, the only states that have more CCW permits issued than Alabama would be Indiana, which we've already done, Georgia, which I'm pretty sure we already did, Texas, which doesn't count because it's so big, Pennsylvania, what? And Florida, which makes no sense. Well, Florida, that's why they call it the gunshine state. Well, you know why Florida? Everybody knows why Florida. Why is Florida? Because you can get an out-of-state permit in Florida and it gives you pretty much every state that you can possibly carry in, which is like 30 of them minus Minnesota, at least back in the day. Florida was one of the best non-resident concealed carry permits to get. The problem was they knew it and they charged you $185 or something crazy. It was pretty expensive. But a lot of people have non-resident Florida CCWs for that. I've never heard of getting a non-resident Alabama. So that just must be a lot of people in Alabama. Um, interesting. So next we'll get to constitutional carry. Now, this says N.A. However, is Alabama constitutional carry now? Let's go over to Minuteman University. This way. And we'll go to constitutional carry. And we'll take a look at Alabama as, that's right, state number 22. How interesting is it that now we know from looking at this effort that was, thanks, see this at the bottom of the screen over here? But it's scrolling right there. It says, our Patreons make it possible for us to spend time on projects like these. Our Patreons made it possible for us to put this book together. And now we know that the 22nd state in the union was the 22nd state to get constitutional carry. So coincidence or was it all set up? Is this all just a crazy computer simulation? And that's the proof right there. That's the glitch in the matrix that made everybody realize. So I got to say constitutional carry is, how about we put, look at this. Constitutional carry is 22nd state. Oh, I'm glad this marker is dead. I'm actually not because these things cost a buck. State and what is it? March 2002. Or I mean, 2022. Whatever. Numbers matter. So now we've got that accurate in this misprint, but that'll be something I'll have to update. Thanks, Alabama, for uh, expressing your freedoms, exercising your freedoms. Now I have to update my book over here. So then we got suppressors for hunting. Those look to have been, uh, they stopped the prohibition on using suppressors for hunting back in 2014. They were the 32nd state to do that. 
Then we've got uh, state firearm. They don't have a state firearm. Sup, Alabama. So good, but you don't have a state firearm. So if you live in Alabama and you're looking for something to do that's Second Amendment related, how about you uh, petition for a state firearm? What would the state firearm of Alabama be? What do you think? We're not getting a lot of answers over here, so I'm not expecting a lot of answers on that one either. Next up is Second Amendment sanctuaries. They have quite a few of them. No, they don't. What am I saying? One out of 67 counties. Chitlin? Chilton. I like Chitlin better. But Chilton County is the only county in Alabama that's a Second Amendment sanctuary county. Come on. What's up with that, Alabama? Let's see. Oh, okay. So now I see here that I had also typed in here April 21st of 2010, HB2, which sounds like usually comes from the governor or something like that, signed into law as act, uh, ended the prohibition on civilian ownership. Oh, wait, that's a bad one. No, no, yeah. Ended the prohibition on civilian ownership of short-barreled rifles and short-barreled shotguns. So that's a good one. I usually put it in red if it's a bad one. So uh, that in 2010, they stopped a state-level prohibition on that portion of the NFA. Um, I feel like I've done this one. Maybe I guess I have I have mottos in here when they're cool, right, when they're not stupid. So their state motto was adopted in 1923, and their state motto is, we dare defend our rights. Hmm, I like it. I'll take it. I wonder if it says that on their license plates. Oh, we could look at the video and find out. Oh, I can't make it show its own thumbnail, though. Dang it. All right, Massachusetts is still winning. It looks like, oh, we actually have an actual suggestion from, well, we all know that. We all know who that is. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, let's see. Then we got barbecue refuses, unless he wants, he thinks the, Fourth is some sort of Second Amendment activist and some sort of thumb up is an organization. Well, I don't know those organizations or that activist. Uh, let's see. And then I'm clicking on the different comments that are coming in. Did I say hey to Gunpowder Beauty? Y'all was out there. She says, hey, y'all. All right. So it looks like until somebody. Yeah, we're not talking about the state anymore. We're talking about an organization and uh, activist is what you're supposed to be voting on in the text part. Nobody has voted on the activist and only that person who we all know who it is, wink, wink, is uh, voted on RG, RMGO, Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. Um, I thought it was a different one. I thought it was NCGO, but it's a different one. Uh, let's see. So now we're going to take a look at the rest of Alabama, at least according to what I've got in the 50 states of 2A book that we put up in 2020. We've got a couple of different organizations, starting with the 50 Caliber Shooters Association. That's a pretty cool group of dudes. I hang out with them when I can at the SHOT Show because I'm a big fan of 50s, and they always have some sort of interesting 50 caliber stuff. So it's like, it looks like they started the association in 1985. All right, I got to get something to drink. So everybody can take a moment. You're allowed to also get something to drink. If I'm drinking, you're allowed to drink. So 
we're going to go over here and do a quick commercial for a store. If you buy stuff from our store, we're able to do stuff and not be out of business. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is free patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. A whole bunch of stuff going up on eBay this week, too. All right, so next would be Shoot Like a Girl. Wow, is that from Alabama? Super cool. So Shoot Like a Girl is a pretty interesting organization. Uh, started in 2009 by Karen Butler. And from what I understand, it is, well, there's Girl in a Gun. There's the Armed Women of America. Used to be called the Well-Armed Women. And then there's... Is there another national level shooting focused gun or organization focused on ladies? Uh, I think this is the third. So this one would be the one that's most into hunting and, and archery and fishing and stuff like that. I think this is the one that does other outdoor activities. You would think of girl in a gun as the more competition focused one. And then well-armed woman, I would think would be the more self-defense focused one. So let's just go ahead and mansplain them into those categories they could start their own well they probably do have shows to talk about what they do so one thing about uh the girl in a, or shoot like a girl is they have this big semi trailer well semi truck and trailer and they drag that around and it has i think some sort of immersive experience like they take girls into there and they show them around and then they let them out the back door and they come out like Second Amendment activists and all into guns and stuff. It's pretty cool. Then they just drive that around and uh, they must have some sort of pretty elaborate uh, organization going because they've got a lot of big sponsors and they're at most of the uh, events. So big organization, national level at this point, been around since 2009. So they're older than most of the ones that most people talk about. Nobody in our realms are talking about them too much. Now I'm not sure how 2A they are, but uh, they're definitely 2A adjacent. And I wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of the ladies in here are also in other organizations. Then we get the civilian marksmanship program. They're in Talladega, so it's not like they've been there. Wait, they're in Talladega and in Anison. So I don't know how long they've been there. I didn't put a date on here, but I'm not, you know, I don't know. I don't know that one off the top of my head. Then we've got the CMP Talladega, and that's this. So this one was kind of fun because this got built in the last few years. It was built in 2012, and if you go to look at it on Google Maps and stuff, you can find Google Maps where it doesn't exist. So it's new enough that the maps out there don't all have the construction in, in it. So Talladega is some racetrack, and this is near the racetrack, and it's a pretty elaborate place, uh, shooting range. Uh, 500 acres are designed for uh, national level shooting matches, maybe even international shooting matches. Uh, Clover's been there a couple of times for different events, I think. And uh, a couple other people have been there for different uh, competitions and uh, industry events. All right, so next we take a look down the right column of the page and it gives, we, I, that's where I put the industry. So the first thing I've got is bangers. 
uh, was started in 1986. That's sort of a uh, uh, distributor middleman type of place. You know, they'll buy a bunch of stuff and then hold on to it, buy it in, in cost or good deal uh, in bulk, and then hold on to it and then sell it to stores. And that way stores are able to uh, get things at a little better deal than they would if they went to a, to a manufacturers individually and manufacturers are able to sell uh, more reliably. So they have a, a useful position in the industry, uh, all these middlemen. And most people think alike uh, Brownells because they went crazy with advertising and stuff. And some of them uh, supplied stores or supplied other well did other things besides uh sending out catalogs like brownells so then we got steyer started uh steyer usa in 2008 uh we visited that one in 2012 so just four years after they set up shop i guess uh taking a look at the what the heck was the name of that gun at the time um the I can't think of it. Name of some critter from Africa or someplace. And it was made in the AU or the UAA. No, UA? United Emirates. So some gun made in the United Emirates. We went there and looked at that and then uh, checked out the, st the Styrogs that they have imported there, as well as some of the other really expensive uh, hunting guns that are imported. So it's kind of cool. We had a chance to check that place out. If I remember right, it was early morning. Something like, well, I think it was, must have been before nine. I think it was like eight. So we got there at six or seven, and we were able to check out a couple of gun shops, go to the place, hang out, kind of walk the dog and hang out, visit the place, get a gun and everything, and then go check out the gun shop. So we ended up checking out a couple of different gun shops that are around the Steyer factory there. Uh, let's see. Then we got Bushmaster, 1973. It was originally Gwynn Firearms in North Carolina. It moved to Bangor, Maine. And then in 2011, it moved to Ilion, New York. And then in 2014, relocated again to Alabama. And I did this in 20. So did Bushmaster move yet again? Or did it disappear? I'm not sure what the is happening with, with Bushmaster at this point. DPMS, uh, Panther Arms was founded in 1985 in Minnesota, but it moved to Huntsville, Alabama in 2014 also. So did Bushmaster and DPMS get acquired by the same place? I don't know the story of all of them. Uh, then we got Para USA was founded in Canada. Does everybody know that? That Para is really Canada? And then that's why they made a big deal out saying Para USA when they moved to Pineville in 2009. And then in 2014, they moved to Alabama. Uh, let's see, we have Advanced Armament Corp. They've uh, been around since 1994 in Lawrenceville. And then, in, I don't know where that is. And then in 2015, they moved to Alabama. And Kimber, 2019, moved from New York to Troy. Is that Troy, Alabama? I don't know. So that's a lot of manufacturers moving to Alabama. So I guess they have skilled labor, better laws, cheaper taxes, betcha, and probably better infrastructure for distribution, I'm guessing. All right, well, so that was the state. 
uh, like I say, I attempt to go through, we, we attempt to go through a state every week. You get to pick the state and then we read it out of this misprint of a book that I finally got figured out. It's called the 50 States of 2A. If you want to buy stuff, we have a store and with some stuff, kind of stuff that we build. Uh, we built all the chunks to it, did all the research in various workshops. We do this kind of stuff live uh, whenever possible. Back in the day, we had stuff live. Uh, but the stuff is uh, there. You can grab it from the store and have all kinds of cool information. It's the, the goal here was to build basically the um, farmer's almanac type of concept to have just a lot of data, a lot of information at your fingertips. There's a couple of different versions of this data. It's really just the printout of the Minuteman University website. And this particular version prints out one state per page, but some of the other versions do some other uh, organization of the data. But the data is designed to be available for, again, quick access. If you're in a conversation with someone, having a chat, doing some research, um, you can definitely go find stuff like this online. But the idea is to have it in a book. Once you figure out where it is in the book, then you can uh, hopefully remember it easier, right? A lot of this is visual. Uh, do all the cartoons and drawings and everything uh, again live and the idea is to keep things uh, easy to remember if possible so that we don't have to uh, rebuild wheels or rebuild mouse traps so each of the pages is sponsored this was a project to get this thing all together even though the information was over on the Minuteman University website formatting and organizing it and shuffling it all around into these books takes time and we uh, did that as a crowdfunding project. And we want to say thanks to Gun Library Garrett, who was the single person who helped sponsor the Alabama page. I usually say I can't find what I'm going to be looking for, but we do have a list somewhere. Here it is. See, it always is actually easier than I thought. Uh, there's a list here of all the different people that contributed to the creation of this format of the data. And this is a weird, crazy chart to show which pages everybody sponsored but another way to find out is by looking at the spine here and we're right on the page on each page uh, who helped make the page possible so everything we do is a collaboration of folks helping out like say there's a thing at the bottom of the screen thanking the patreon to make it possible for me to even consider doing stuff like this instead of being like you should buy this thing because it has an orange handle and the thing is so curvy and even though the metal's made in china it's really good even though all the Technology was developed in the United States. Uh, China makes a really good copy of it, and they pay me a nickel, and you could buy a thousand of them, and you know, all that kind of crap. It's a good thing, but I don't like having it. So, uh, do appreciate the Patreons. Uh oh, I lose my stuff. Um, do appreciate the Patreons who make it possible for us to work on these things, which may or may not be all that effective. Let's go back to here. Am I still working if I turn that off and move this over to here? So we're getting some. Uh, did I see at least one other? Well, I don't know who that is. Blaine Millet, gunlawcommunity.com. So I have to go with, a com with an activist I know of. So uh, usually, I guess. So we can go find out who this is, I guess.
Uh oh, what happened here? Gunlaw community. Okay, a community of gun owners who want to lawfully enjoy their firearms. Gun owners, if you own firearms and want to know about the law. Gun law attorneys, if you're an attorney and want to learn more about the gun law community. If you're already a member attorney or a member, you can log in. Well, first off, they put a freaking flag on the ground on flag day and then put a bunch of crap on it on flag day and then have the gun pointed towards you. I don't like any of that. Any of it. And nothing, nothing about that I like. So the accidental felony, is this the dude? I don't know this is. Accident is one of the most critically important legal issues. Accidental. So I don't know what this is. This is like a law firm about us. Let's find out. Well, something's going on with the about us page. So maybe just the about page. Well, they don't know how to create center, but whatever. Gun rights are owning guns are important, and owning guns are important. You, you store them safely. Um, this seems more like a service that they're selling. Uh, our site is designed to promote learning, not give legal advice for that. You should reach out to a local attorney. Uh, they give you a link to some attorneys who like to hear from you. So I guess by logging in, you can ask them questions and stuff. Find if they've got access to it. Gun law planning. There's Weald out there. Good afternoon. Oh. He was number 100 on this list. Nice. Okay. So they definitely have to kill, still work on that website or whatever. We'll kill this here. And then we'll take a look at this list here. So we already talked about the well-armed women. They are now called the Armed Women of America. Oops. Go back. Go back over here. They haven't branded everything over yet. And, oh, this is from Carrie, but it's a press release from Newsmax by, oh, okay, so I see what's going on. I don't know what this Newsmax is, but it's a thing. I keep seeing people interviewed by it, and they seem really weird to me. But uh, this one is from 2015. Wow, I didn't think this was that old. So in 2015, the 100 most influential gun rights advocates. This is interesting. So in 2015, they got Wayne LaPierre. No. Larry Pratt. No. Donald Trump. Hell no. Senator Ron Paul. What did he ever do? I mean, he's not against us, but Sarah Paulin. Ted Cruz, come on. Oliver North, he didn't do shit. David Keene, come on. Dudley Brown, now we know that it's bullshit. $16 million. This is the bullshit. This is crap. Robert K. Brown, 
Yeah, that Soldier Fortune guy, but he doesn't do nothing for guns. Come on, is he still alive? David Clark, um, I think he was a sheriff who said some shit. John Lott, all right, finally. Glenn Beck, Ugh, come on. Mark Levin, I don't know. Tan Tina Pattison, Hunt of a Lifetime, a nonprofit organization that grants hunting and fishing dreams for children who have been diagnosed with life-threatening illnesses. That's really nice, but the fact that you would put that in a Second Amendment advocate list means you don't know what's going on. Mike Lee of Utah, well, go talk to what's-his-face Mitt Romney of Utah and then quit being useless. John Bolton, former U.S. attorney who has U.S. I don't remember this guy. No, who that is. Governor Rick Perry of Texas. The Texas constitutional carry didn't happen under him, so I don't know what he did. Governor Greb Abbott of Texas, uh, allowing open and campus carry firearms. So he doesn't do that. He just regulates stuff. So I don't like giving governors the executive branch any kind of power. They don't have power. They just don't get in the way. Hannity, is that guy in there twice? Oh, Glenn Beck and Hannity, I thought they were the same person. Alex Jones, oh my God. They're just picking names of people who people have heard before. Ted Nugent, prove anything to me about him being 2A. Clint Eastwood, come on. Chuck Norris, come on, man. Bruce Willis is anti-gun, pretty sure. Tom Selleck, come on. Oh, come on. What the hell? Ice-T, Brad Pitt, Kyle Copeland is the founder of the Armed Citizens Project and has raised funds to buy shotguns for home defense and training for people in high crime areas. This actually was a thing and they were giving shotguns to people, but I couldn't find anything about it. I've used this list before when I put together Minuteman. I used this list to see if there was anything on it that I should have had on here. Um, so far, you've heard my opinion on all of these. Uh, Colian Noir, come on. Kyle, we got paid by the NRA until the NRA got in trouble for paying him too much. And now he barely is, well, he's spending all that money. Let's put it that way. Kyle Myers, oh, fucking please. Alton Brown, this is a ridiculous bullshit list. Whoopi Goldberg is anti-gun. What the fuck is this? This is horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember this list. But this is, I'm not even reading any of these. Gary Sinise sounds like a nice guy. This is just a list of people. Definitely just a list of people. This guy's not this guy's not pro-gun at all. This guy's just a bunch of money, and he doesn't even hang out in this country at all. He's horrible. He's definitely the end, and he does horrible things, objectifying guns. He's a gun objectifier. Um... Ugh. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I appreciate it, but, and I don't like that guy. And these are a bunch of actors and they're going to have all these actors and they don't have on uh, Milius. Come on. Joseph Totaro, finally. Although did they even have Alan Gottlieb on here? Let's find Alan. Dude, they don't have Alan Gottlieb on here. 
this is a garbage list. So I have remember I did see this list. So thanks, Krabby. Um, well, this list is ripped off of something because I'm almost positive I didn't see it on Newsweek or Newsmax, whatever this is called. But if you go over to Minuteman and then there's a real list under activists here, I've never counted them. I wonder how hard it'd be to put a number in front. There's probably more than a hundred here, but these are human beings that actually exist. Like these aren't just celebrities who made a movie or whatever. And there's like three people on this list who are assholes or four. I've included a couple of assholes. People turned out to be assholes. And then I included a couple of assholes intentionally just because they do technically exist and we're not, we can't hide from them. But everybody else on here is valid. And these are real people. And see how there's a diverse mix of actually who's out there and not just handpicked celebrities. That's why I don't like that news source. Another reason I don't like that news source. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You said it was number 100 on there. Blaine Milliot, gun law community, which collects clients with pro-gun attorneys and created the Citizens Defender course, which gun owners can learn about the law. Well, I'm going to throw this one out there. I've never heard of this guy. And ever since then, I still haven't heard of him. So I'm guessing whatever. So I'm going to say the armed attorneys are a good resource. So that one out of Texas that work with Texas Law Shield or U.S. Law Shield. And then there's the you, that Washington attorney seems like he's doing okay. And there's a couple other attorneys. We have Mark um, uh, here in Arizona, Mark... Uh, Mark Victor, and uh, he's a great attorney for law stuff. The problem with attorneys is they have to hang out in their own state usually. So then if you get with uh, some of the insurance company or the legal protection for carrying a firearm or whatever, some of those will have hookups too. Something like the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network would have a, a connection. now. I can't remember from the research anymore since it's been so many months. Most of them, though, had opportunities for you to get with an attorney, even if you weren't in an actual case, so that you have questions or had something you wanted to ask an attorney about that had to do with defense. You know, there's options to ask that question. Not exactly what they're doing here, but it's similar. But I suspect this was just somebody who was needing to do something, you know, got tasked with it and you know, thought 100 was a cool number and they came up with probably 65 or something. Uh, I mean, they don't even have Alan Gottlieb on here. For they got his wife. So, the hell? Oh, uh, let's see. So, what is red team news? That's Republican news. Uh, let's see. So next, we already talked about these. We still have to come up with a activist. And then we'll go with Rocky Mountain gun owners, huh? So I'm going to go back to my resource, go to... Uh, gun owners rights groups 
this will be in chronological order of where they come into everything. So Rocky Mountain probably comes in right around when Colorado loses magazines. Maybe not, maybe a little bit before. When was that, 13? I don't see them on here. Oops. Um, so I'll go down here and look. Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. Oh, this is taking me to their site. Let me do a search for it on here. Rocky Mountain Gun Colors. Interesting. All right, so if we go take a look at them, we go to the About Us page. With our rapidly expanding membership of over 200,000 grassroots activists has led a charge accepting no compromise, no compromise as the founders, Dudley Brown. So yeah, this is a horrible, horrible, horrible sham of an organization. So let's see what they say. The president is serves under a volunteer board, attended Colorado State, served Northern 1980, left retiring Armstrong staff to become director of the Republican caucus become deputy manager for an unsuccessful Republican campaign, legislative director for the Firearms Coalition of Colorado and the Colorado State Shooting Association. So for whatever reason, he's not still in that. Founded his own organization when he couldn't get along with people after three years, which operates independently of other gun rights groups because he figured out he could just not do things in the way that they do things respectfully. Certified as instructor and avid shooter, he's the only professional lobbyist to endure a nine-year battle for shall issue concealed carry law. The only professional lobbyist. It's amazing. He's the only professional one. I know he's the only professional one that got somebody fired for bringing up how much money he brings in every year and then asked where the money went. So he now serves as president of the Rocky of the National Association for Gun Rights. So we're not going to mention that one more but yeah that's an organization that sucks about 16 million dollars out of the community and i don't know they brag about themselves so yeah that's our organizations tonight i'm not going to list them in here because i don't i wouldn't try to promote them at all uh, i have to put them in here because they do exist but uh you know i don't uh, obviously endorse any of the stuff that I list there just because I list it. So it's unfortunately one of the bad things we got to deal with is the scammers that are out there and people that are basically going to wait until situations like this where there's stress and people feel a need to do something and then the people that feel a need to do something on the one side who are inclined to ignore people's rights or you know the nuance of anything, they're going to just be 
convinced to take rights, right? Like, oh, rights aren't a big deal, especially when they're, you know, violence and murders and everything. So let's just take some rights. So you've got the antis more than willing to step up and grab a couple of bucks from those folks. Then you've got the people on our side who are going to just shout, oh no, my rights, my property, you can't, you can't. And we need them. I mean, I'm not complaining. We need them. They, they make the biggest noise and they only come around once in a while, just like fair weather fans. You know, they're the ones that pay all the bills. The, the fans that stick around and listen to every game and stuff aren't paying all the bills. It's just those fair weather ones that actually get things done, you know, make the, pay for all the, the things that need to get paid for. So, uh, you know, those are the members of the big organizations and they uh, they come around when they need to and they yell and they scream. And they're one of the things that we've depended on as individuals uh, for the uh, politicians to leave us alone. However, we've had changes in the organizations and in their infrastructures and in the individuals who run them. And then we've had changes in uh, the makeup and the, you know, who gun owners are. So, uh, and then rep representatives, you know, they work differently. They're not uh, able to hide behind things and uh, hide behind lack of information and hide behind the time it takes for information to get move and stuff. So, you know, the politicians are having to be accountable for more than they used to be able to, or used to be able to hide from. So anyway, with everything changing and all that, we've got, uh, definitely have organizations that are going to understand the dynamic and are going to have the resources and the experience to come around just long enough and just loud enough and for just the right people to scrape a little bit of that NRA money. So NRAs used to bring in $350, $350 million a year. That's down to the $200 million a year. So even if they can just nibble off less than 10% of that, you know, it's $16 million a year. And when the organization uses its own entity for its marketing and then pays, you know, the nonprofit organization brings in money and pays its own marketing company profit to do that. And then it, it's its own marketing company. Is it really a nonprofit? It's up to you to decide. But what we have to worry about is that they're out there preying on individuals who would normally have that money that resource to spend on something that is valid, but also what's more discouraging is those people come to the board and they go, well, I've given my 30 bucks to this organization, I've done my part and I can leave. And uh, times like this, those organizations will pay for the systems that allow the members who aren't paying attention to use their forms and to make contact with representatives, you know, archived and uh, recorded and what will happen is the uh, unscrupulous organizations then can say you know we contacted this many people contacted this so they know how to make themselves have numbers when needed to justify their existence and to suggest that they're not complete leeches that only suck blood and don't offer anything except lack of aerodynamics and you know possibly transfer diseases and stuff but uh, like any leech you can't stop because there's a leech the best you can do is light a lighter and keep poking it on there and hopefully it'll die or dry up or go somewhere else or suck onto some piece of turd on the bottom of the ocean or whatever leeches do but until then you know bad organization we're not going to support them not going to recommend them not a big fan of them uh let's see so yeah sorry about that um 
I don't know what this is all about. How many rows times five? What does that even mean? I got my one. I don't even know what he's talking about. Oh, I see what you're saying on that list over there. So 139. Okay, appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, we have something like 139 in our list, you're saying? Okay, appreciate counting like that. So you're saying you're counted on the phone. Now I get you. All right, well, with that, uh, let's see. Do we have an activist? I don't know if we had an activist. We know that next week it will be Massachusetts. So that means I can get ready for next week and come up with a different state. Maybe wants to pick a state to fill in for Massachusetts. You'll be picking next week between Idaho, Arizona, New York, and whatever state somebody comes up with here. We didn't come up with an activist, but you know what? We've been going for just about an hour, so we'll wrap it up here so that I can cram this into a, a podcast without too much effort. Appreciate the uh, folks who show up live and keep the, the show moving. Uh, voting in the polls and offering the back and forth here if you're listening as a podcast and it's frustrating sorry about that um but um no we do this live so we're paying attention to people who watch live if you're out there and you're listening as a podcast and you want to be included in the show use the comments wherever it is you're listening to the show We've got it out there on all the different podcast places. I'm pretty sure they all have a comment field. If they don't, head over to the YouTube, leave a comment there. Head over to one of the websites, leave a comment there. Uh, and uh, thanks again for hanging out. Remember to contact your senators. Their phone number is 202-224-3121. Think of like a 303 British, except it's almost 202. And then 224, it's just like a 223, except that's 224. And then 3121, come on, that's just the same thing as saying 3121. So it's really easy to remember, 202-224-3121. You call it up, a robot says, what state are you in? You rub the robot and it tells you, okay, now tell me if you want senators. And then you keep rubbing the robot. And eventually you get a voice or another robot. And you tell that robot your position on HR 7910 which is the atrociously labeled, quote unquote, protecting our kids act, which is not doing that. It's restricting, it's taking away rights from our children. And then HR 2377, the federal extreme risk protection order, which is the fancy way of saying militarize police against anyone you want to, basically. It's a, it's a, uh, Horrible, horrible, feel good, but not pay attention to what the results could be type of legislation that's probably not going to pass, but worth making a phone call. Oh, sorry. So Charlie Cook from Massachusetts. I don't know what you're talking about. So we could talk about Charlie Cook tonight since we should talk about an activist. I'm going to go back over to, oh, let's go Shotgun with Charlie. Let's go look at his website. Writing Shotgun with Charlie, you click on that, and then it goes to his website. Well, it goes to the search engine. Join Charlie Cook as he drives around the coolest people in America. You'll be in the car listening to a conversation that is more intimate than a regular phone, radio, or even Skype interview. 
you'll get in on a conversation between between two, maybe three people. Are they talking? Hmm. Honestly, you'll get in on a conversation between two, maybe three people. Are there? Are I don't know what that's supposed to say. Talking and sharing who, as they are, as they are talking, maybe as they, so that's supposed to be as probably. All right, they also have the as the YouTube channel. He has the Apple Podcasts. We've got the iHeartRadio. He's got the other Ryan Shotgun with Charlie thing. He's got stupid Facebook nobody cares about. He's got his shop on the store. We did a look at that the other day. He's got a Substack. Um, then he's got a mention on Amaland on Only Guns and Money blog, Audible.com. Fancy. So I guess. Uh, Amaland just features Charlie as an article. Whenever he goes live, they just feature Charlie's um, stuff. Amaland past no, oh, yeah, he's a writer on Amaland, I guess. So his interviews are going up as articles on Amaland. That's actually pretty useful. Uh, he's got the Teespring store. Whatever the gunpoint is, writing shotgun with Charlie archives, the gunpoint. Huh. So this seems like Yeah, somebody horking. This is, looks like when somebody horks a bunch of stuff off the internet, skims it, and then throws a bunch of ads on it and creates a link farm. Pretty much garbage, horking. Podcast Addict is on there. Huge tube, UGE tube. So Charlie's everywhere. So he's got his stuff out there. Podcast Addict. This one's uh, a recent one. So we got him on YouTube. Oh, no. That's him on my channel on UGTube. So I'm on UGTube, and I got Charlie over there. Then you got Charlie's shop on his website. Too bad he's got that thing up there on Flag Day. Then you've got his, uh, what is this, Apple iTunes thing. It's got 14 ratings. 147 interviews up there. 96 of them up there, I guess. He's over on the iHeartRadio. I'm following him over there. Looks like, I guess I don't tell you. How many of them are up there? What's frustrating is you can't like click on Charlie, see what he's following. If these aren't really social platforms, which is kind of lame because you can't like see what Charlie might be interested in or see what he well, maybe let's click on this and see what happens. Nah, see, doesn't really. 
but uh, he's on Audible. That's interesting. And then uh, the writer for Shotgun News, or I mean, Amelan, the new Shotgun News, I guess. There we go. So it looks like he's got quite a few articles posted up here. Right on. So yeah, Charlie's doing quite a bit. He started, do we know when he started? I guess if you looked at his first YouTube video, you get an idea when he started. And he hasn't been stopping since. He's been active, uh, helping folks out and continuing to do his uh, project all the while and uh, being part of things like other people's podcasts and other people's efforts to get the word out there. So yeah. I don't know if he's got the Substack or if he was mentioned in other people's because I didn't look at him, but um, I'm not used to opening up Substack, so I'm not going to open up that if it shows other people's stuff. You know, because it showed up under YouTube as mine, so I'm wondering if somebody might have just been posting about Charlie. All right, well, that's Charlie Cook. I'll throw all the links. Uh, I'll throw a couple of them here into where is this? actual website oh i didn't even ever open up his actual website so we'll throw the actual website into the description of the video you can go find all this other stuff uh, but we'll have it in the description of the video as well all right well with that then we will definitely wrap things up it's good that took us a little bit over an hour and again thanks everybody for showing up watching and listening We'll be back to pick you up later. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is free patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at gearwebsites.com. Tonight's episode, The Endangered Species. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. Do, 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 do.